Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. <laughs> and this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. And today we. I think this week has been an interesting week. We just had the interview with Jess Messer. What an awesome interview last week, awesome. wasn't it? Oh, awesome. Just amazing. Brilliant. Loved it. And so Great. if you haven't heard it at least two or three times, you've got to listen to it again. I, I've just listened to it again today and just amazing, amazing uh, information there. And uh, really going to change my life with those, uh, with some of the stuff that he was pulling out. But this week, though, was an interesting week because we, I mean, Damien came across a, um, I guess it was a morning show, wasn't it? A, a, was a, a presenter on a morning show. Was a dietitian or a nutritionist? Uh, I don't think you'd call her that, but, you know, she calls herself a nutritionist. Okay. And, uh, actually, you know, she calls herself a dietitian. She's dietitian. actually registered as a dietitian in both, uh, I think, New Zealand as well as the UK. Right. And what we just was, it's pretty scary because we're going to show, um, you know, what, okay, we can't show you. <laughs> we'll let you listen to a clip of what she said, and we're going to discuss um, about this particular topic on this episode. Nutritionist Claire Turnbull. Good morning. Good morning. All right. First of all, foods that contain carbs. Do we need them? We absolutely do. So our brains use carbohydrate as their primary source of fuel, and your muscles prefer to use carbohydrate. So we're all moving around every day. We need carbohydrate, and those who are doing more exercise, therefore, are going to need more of those. For example, a carrot has carbohydrates in it. Yeah, a little bit of carbs. Yeah. yeah. So you've got your your breads, pasta, rice, potato, um, breakfast cereals, and your starchy vegetables like cumarin potatoes. So anything that's beige coloured. Is a carbohydrate, we could say. Some of those maybe. starchy yeah. foods, pretty much. Um, and then certainly your the, the sugars in your fruits and in milk products as well. And obviously your table sugar, which isn't the best. But there's carbohydrate in so many different foods. Trying to cut it out altogether um, is very, very difficult and quite unnecessary. And, uh, and some carbs are healthier than others, obviously, like yep. carrots and fruit, fresh fruit and fresh vegetables. Good carbs? Um, absolutely. So from your, your fruits and your vegetables, your whole grain, so your dense grainy breads, oats, brown rice, little bit of pasta, really good carbohydrates. If you have the right amount, it's not about going and eating three quarters of a loaf of Vogel's bread. It's just about having um, small amounts without having to feel that you need to cut them out. But, you know, at Healthy Food Guard, we wouldn't want people to start turning around and eating hundreds of bagels and cakes and biscuits and all those things that contain lots of Sorry, carbs. Sorry, Carbs. Yeah, and I mean, like, I, I just can't imagine living without them. You know, I mean, they're like the staple, aren't they? Your pasta, your bread and stuff. Yep. But, but there are these fair diets where people just say, no more carbs. Of course. And you'll know, you'll know people. Everybody knows somebody out there that has lost weight from reducing carbohydrate down. One of the things that happens is basically when you initially reduce carbohydrate from your diet, you actually lose some water that's stored in your body with where the carbs were stored as well. So most people will instantly lose a couple of kilos, which is water weight. The other thing is by telling yourself that you're eliminating eliminating a food group, it forces you to concentrate on what you're eating. And a lot of people end up eating less because if you used to have a sandwich with ham and salad with two pieces of bread and you'd take the two pieces of bread out, what are you going to be eating less? Ham and salad. Ham and salad and it's going to be lowering calories. But it's not because the bread was bad. Um, it's just you found one way to cut your calories down. But people are still drinking lots of wine using huge amounts of oil. Um, the other thing with cutting out your carbs is people are often wanting sweetie treats and they're what, craving lollies 
and because the, they're not getting the sugars naturally through the carbohydrates. Absolutely. What about if you're exercising though? Do you need to keep up your carbs at a certain level? Um, definitely, because essentially that is the easiest source of fuel for your muscles to use. Um, and it's not eating rubbishy carbohydrate, it's about getting the right amount for your body. I mean, one thing that I've noticed a lot is that people that exercise later in the afternoon who do not have enough carbohydrate at lunch or, or in the afternoon get to the gym or run and they're like, oh, knackered. They get 20 minutes in and they've got, just got nothing there. They really needed carbohydrate at that time of the day. For so them. you're trying to tell us carbs aren't bad? Carbs aren't bad if you have the right type and the right amount, but being carb phobic, which a lot of people are, is quite unnecessary and you, you will be potentially missing out on some valuable nutrition. And so making other people's lives a misery. So, no, yeah, no, 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 so portion that. sizes as well, you know, like... No, how, so how important how, is portion size? Hugely important. So, I mean, I, a, a lot of people would be having lots of rice and pasta at night. You'd be looking for about a fist size or slightly less if you're trying to lose weight. So it might be three quarters of a cup of cooked rice. I mean, I know a lot of people that have two cups of cooked rice or three cups, well that's probably too much for a sedentary person. So it's about cutting back rather than cutting out and it's much better to have half a cup of rice with your dinner than have nothing and then be in the cupboard getting the chocolate biscuits out. Looking for sweet treats, Claire Turnbull, you speak so much sense it hurts. Healthy Food Guide Nutritionist, <laughs> thanks for joining us this morning. Oh, I can't stand listening to her, she just drives me mental, like it's, it's seriously, what what brand of cereal box did she get her qualifications from? Like, <laughs> like come on. That like, was unbelievable, what, wasn't it? What do you reckon of that, Brado? What do you think well, about that? Well, mate, I don't even know where to start. Like, I've just written a list of problems I had with that short clip, and so we might have to deal with these one at a time. But the, the first one I'd like to address is the concept that this is actually a fad diet, that a diet without processed carbohydrates is a fad diet. Now, yeah, by yeah. my calculations, we've been doing this for several million years. Um, we've, <laughs> actually, we've actually only been having processed carbohydrates for about the last five or 10,000 years, you know, when we started milling grains and processing them that way. Yeah. Um, so prior to that time, every single human on the planet over generations and generations actually wasn't eating processed carbohydrates at all. So the, the idea, first off, that this is a fad diet is just kind of hilarious. Uh, you're not wrong. I mean, it's, it, to me, uh, look, what do you reckon, LT? Because it's driving me mental. I'm, I've just got to cool down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to cool Damien down for this oh, one and, oh, yeah. and make sure that he doesn't lose it. Listen, I... I you know, Dame, uh, Brad, you used exactly. You said it exactly. What I wanted to say was that you know, grains have you know, processed carbs have really just come into mar onto the market, I guess, quote unquote, um, in the recent years. And but one of the, one of the things that, that got to me was that you know when he when she described about the sandwich and and, and taking taking the bread away and people are only going to eat the meat and it's like as if to think that if you took away the bread uh, oh. that the person is not going to think hmm maybe I need to replace that bread with something else <laughs> you know? like a better quality carbohydrate with a better quality carb and it, the main thing was when she said about carb as being like a food group I was like it, it's not a food group the grains are the food group that we need to eliminate and or at least minimize not to to get rid of it it's not like if you eliminate grains it's like you eliminate all the carbs you got to have carbs of course we all agree with that but you got to have better choices of carbs and your better choice of carbs is not pasta and whole grains and and more bread and I mean that is what got us got getting into our the the obesity epidemic at the moment in in the world so yeah. Damien, now that you've cooled off what do you think well, well look new zealand's very dear to my heart because obviously i lived there for a little bit of time i did some tv work over there and actually really had a red hot go at trying to change perceptions of food in new zealand and i reckon the show that i did did a good job at doing that the number one 
group of people who objected to the show and the information that we actually had on the show were the dietitians in New Zealand, which blows my mind because essentially they're supposed to be charged with being the leaders in nutrition anyway. And here we have some some dietitian. I, I just I really want to mention a name, but I just won't. Um, <laughs> sprouting about processed grains and the presenter did such a good job of actually saying like good quality carbohydrates like carrots for example and she's gone yes and and cereals and pasta (laughs) you know there's nothing good about something that's been processed from something else to now be something different that will be something different when you cook it like there's nothing good about that it's 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 nutrient poor nutrient depleted calorie high food which doesn't suit or help the human body in any stretch of the imagination it's unbelievable, is that? You know what was getting me was when she was talking about, hey, some people have been losing weight doing this, uh, you know, cutting back the carbs and eating healthier carbohydrates. And the <laughs> answer to that was that they'd lost a little bit of water and that yeah. they were just eating less. Now, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got a colleague I've been speaking to a bit in the last week who's lost around about 30-odd kilos. Um, so I'm looking forward to going back and chatting to her and just saying, hey, look, you know, it turns out that 30-odd kilos, that was just water. Yeah, and, you were just uh, drowning. And even though you've been feeling really full the whole time because you've been eating all these really good quality fats and proteins, it's actually not true. You've been under-eating as well. And so <laughs> it's just incredible that they can see these sort of results right in front of themselves and still not realize. And, you know, you look at this girl and, and her name's Yana, and I'll, I'll mention that because she said it was okay. And she's just lost an amazing amount of weight. And not only that, has she lost the weight, but she actually looks fantastic. You know, the skin's glowing. She mm. looks healthy. Definitely. And it's just such a great sign how people can look at that right in front of them and say, oh, no, it's just a bit of water loss and you're underfeeding yourself. It's just outrageous. And I'd like to say, oh, you go. You no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I've had people uh, through the years, I've been in practice, you know, doing naturopathy for 14 years. And I've followed a very low grain-based carbohydrate eating program for most people because you know grains generally when they're processed and they've and they've been heated or they've been overcooked or whatever they they in many cases especially the glutinous grains are actually quite damaging to the body and so i've always gone with a relatively low grain approach to um to health and, and well-being and i've had people that have come out of chronic fatigue syndrome and not had an ounce of grain in their in their whole twelve months it takes to get out of chronic fatigue syndrome, but had chronic fatigue syndrome for ten years prior to that. And I've also had people that have lost somewhere between 30, 40, 50, 60. I've had somebody lose over a hundred kilograms, and that can't all be fluid, mind you. Right? <laughs> you know, they've lost over hundred kilos by cutting back on the starchy carbohydrates almost to zero point. So they're having bucket loads of salad, bucket loads of vegetables, heaps of good quality proteins, and heaps of good quality fats, and all their cardiovascular disease risk markers have gone down. Their weight measurement's gone down, their skin folds have changed, their skin has actually bounced back in many cases, so they haven't actually had to go and have skin cut off. So, you know, this woman, I'm sure she's never helped anybody properly or successfully past the 15 kilogram mark in her life, I'm sure of it. Well, it's interesting because, you know, we have gone so many people who've been listening to the Wellness Guy show. We've been sending emails, you know, each week we're getting at least one one or two a week saying, you know, how much weight they have lost and, you know, how much they, you know, how much they, so much energy they're getting and they're feeling so much better because of the things that we've been talking about. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's not about losing weight, right? The weight is just one measurement. Like, you got to remember that it's only yeah. one measurement of health of actually, you know, you're moving towards a target. But we want to look at, 
not about losing weight, but actually, are you getting more energy? Are you actually feeling better? Are you getting healthier? Are you moving away from sickness to health and wellness? That's more important to us because weight is re- it really is only one part of it. And so I think it's important that we need to evaluate that. Now, having said all this, I know we're kind of taking a stab at, at all the, you know, we mentioned dietitians, but I want to say that, you know, there are some good dietitians out there. I know. And, and, but it's not everyone, but we've come across in the recent times, in the last, probably in the last month or two, with some dietitians that, you know, we've been kind of criticizing um, this exact same thing. I mean, we were at the Fringe show, if you remember, not too long ago. <laughs> I, I do remember. And I do uh, remember. there was, a, there was uh, several dietitians who, um, you know. Four of them. Yeah, four or five of them, I think, and, and decided to obviously leave some comments um, to us. <laughs> uh, didn't want to speak to us directly because they had yeah. to go, um, but they left notes. And one of the notes was sort of thinking, you know, stop. One of the things that they said was, stop preaching about low carbohydrate uh, breakfast cereals or something like that. And diets, and diets, diets, and, and yeah. I just. I just couldn't get my head around it. So if you don't recommend low carbs diet or whatever, would you recommend high carbs diet then? You know, we, I don't think we ever mentioned about low carbs. All we said was having enough adequate high enough proteins and fats in our, in our diets in a, in a well-rounded balanced diet which, with also carbs, but not just, you know, all low carbs and that's it, you know, and that that's gets me. And healthy carbohydrates. I mean, that's really what we were telling people yeah. to eat more fruits and vegetables. And uh, how that can be construed as a bad thing, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I reckon but, uh, having a low blood sugar moment. I think <laughs> well, I think the, it's interesting out. you mentioned that, Damien, because the next thing I wanted to talk about from that interview was when she was talking about cravings. And so yeah. she, was, she was suggesting that if you don't eat processed carbohydrates at your meal, that you're then going to be craving <laughs> unhealthy cry. stuff later on. <laughs> Because your body knows it wants chocolate or it needs chocolate. Yeah, or yeah, because your body's just dying to get those processed carbohydrates in because you've just been too healthy at dinner time. And um, my experience, and certainly what I've seen in the research and the experience of basically all of the practitioners I've ever spoken to, including you too, is that the exact opposite is what occurs. That if you actually eat processed carbohydrates at a meal time, that then about an hour later, an hour and a half later, then you're going to start craving. Right. In fact, we actually demonstrated this exact thing at our fringe show when we actually got people to eat processed carbohydrates at the start of the show yep. and we checked yep. in on them 60 to 90 minutes later at the end of the show to see how they were going and we actually showed in real time live time with the dietitian sitting in the audience <laughs> exactly what happened yeah i mean the, the guy who was eating what we did was we took um nutrigrain and we got um people to eat you know a bowl of nutrigrain and a bowl of um i think it was a bowl of uh was it lollies and then another yeah. bowl of your cereal damien the forage cereal which has got really good mix of you know carbs but also really good high in protein and fat and we checked in with them 60 minutes later and i mean the guy who was the two people we did over two nights the the, the two people that actually did the nutrigrain they were crashing they were falling oh, asleep you know they were <laughs> oh, almost God. like you, you asked them a question are you you know are you tired and he goes no but you can you know you turn back and their eyes are slowly drifting away and they're just not there and it's amazing i mean any of those listeners right now listen to to us i'm sure all of you have had a, a pasta meal of some sort or a really heavy sandwich um focaccia type of sandwich at lunchtime how do you feel at about 1 30 or 2 o'clock you know, you're crashing, you're tired, you're yawning, and you, you want to get home. And uh, I, so I don't know where she's getting the point of uh, having these high carbs are going to get you more energy. Yeah. 
No, well, it doesn't make any sense. It's a long-lasting, um, perpetuated myth that just keeps self-perpetuating myth that keeps on rolling around. And a whole bunch of people did uh, the Melbourne Iron Man. I, I know I don't like to date stamp these things, but they did it today, and they all they were just you know a lot of people just bummed out, you know, and some of them are possibly still crossing the line, you know, and it's it's really late at night here, and they would have started at seven o'clock this morning, and. And they, a lot of them were carving out. Like literally, I spoke to somebody on on Friday, saying he was saying that he was going to put four gels in his in his bottle of water because the um, maltodextrin that was in the gels, which is a processed carbohydrate, comes from wheat, that was in the gels would actually aid in the water absorption. That was the rubbish and the rot that he'd been told by the nutritionist or the dietitian who was coaching him. I, I just. I, I nearly flipped my lid. I just said, "Okay, good on you, mate. All the best." Because it's you yeah. know it was just so disappointing to hear that when there's other people who are part of the, part of the practice who are doing the Ironman triathlon who have actually now started having coconut oil and they're having um, good quality, uh, well, actually coconut milk and good quality proteins in their shakes and taking sliced fruit and some nuts on the bike and you know just being sensible about it and having real food and they they blistered. One of them actually went under ten, so mm, we'll yeah. just go. Well, and I, it's amazing how many people tell you that that's not possible. That I know when I was training up for my ultra marathon, that people just keep repeatedly telling me that it's not possible to do it without gels. It's not possible to do it without Gatorade. It's not possible to do it without jelly beans. You know, I mean, the idea that it's not possible to do a run without a jelly bean just kind of makes me laugh because I kind of wonder <laughs> what you know. You look at the the Tarahumara tribe that were featured in the Born to uh, yeah Born to Run book, which is a great book about running, and uh, you know they clearly weren't having jelly beans as they ran along for. I think one of them ran something like three hundred miles and one stretch. You know, yeah. and uh, without jelly beans, it's quite amazing. Mm. Well, let's. I mean, let's shift gears a little bit. I mean, we talked about you know what was wrong with that interview and and, and what were the things that came out of it. But let's. There's one more thing I think we're we're kind of skimping over is also the the problem with how grains affect the body's insulin levels. I mean, would she never discuss that? I mean, it's not just about the energy levels, but how it affects our insulin levels. I mean, diabetes is one of the most you know diseases that are really killing. Our, our nation and also within the world and let's talk about how it affects the body insulin I mean we know that insulin is required to really move the the nutrients like carbohydrates and proteins into the cells right to our body once yep. we ingest it because yep. the glucose that's inside our blood and our blood is actually toxic if it stays there for too long so it's got to you're gonna have to because they actually the muscle cells can't take the um, the glucose directly so you actually have to have insulin to transport it so when you have grains um, you know when you eat grains all of a sudden your body's gonna just just flood the body with insulin. Now, if you do this over and over again, what happens then? Your body pumps too much insulin, and eventually you're going to get into insulin-resistant trouble. Damien, do you want to talk a little bit about how that affects us, and in the long run, how that is really bad for our health? Well, one of the things that insulin does is uh, obviously shunt sugar into or glucose into the cells and the way which it does that is by stimulating um, a, a receptor to open up every single cell within the body to allow sugar to get in but when you have an overdose or a large amount of sugar circulating through the body at all times then insulin is no longer uh, called for in fact sometimes what can happen is the receptor sites on every single cell within uh, within the body can actually become full of insulin and as a result you can still have higher levels of circulation blood sugar or sugar running around the blood and the insulin receptor sites uh, can be totally clogged up and, and totally chocked up and that creates what's called insulin resistance. Now 
long before we realize that there's a degree of insulin resistance, a lot of that sugar will actually get packed away. And the, and the liver actually packs it away initially as uh, cholesterol. So it'll manufacture and turn some of that carbohydrate or that glucose into cholesterol. Um, it'll also pack it away as glycogen. Um, but when all that fails, when all that's all been packed away and, and, and most of that sugar has been you know, utilized for uh, cholesterol and glycogen, we start to then store triglyceride. And, and triglyceride is the fuel source for fat cells or it's the stored sugar, um, the stored sugars that are, are then packed in our fat cells, so as triglycerides. And so many people actually put on weight way before they realize they've got insulin resistance or many people actually put on weight way before they realize they've got heart disease or are developing type 2 diabetes. But a weight, like increase in weight, uh, stimulates inflammation within the body because body fat actually stimulates inflammatory cytokines or chemicals to be secreted. So there's a whole cascade of things that actually take place from too much insulin in the body and it all boils down to being the chronic diseases that we face every single day. Mm. So we're talking heart disease, diabetes and cancer are all associated with way too much inflammation and a lot of that can be triggered by too much carbohydrate consumption. Let's put it back to that. But the wrong carbohydrate consumption. The wrong carbs, yeah. Like the really high glycogen glycemic load carbs and the high glycemic index carbs and you know many people talk about glycemic index but they don't talk about glycemic loading and maybe Brett you could talk about glycemic loading yeah absolutely so it's it's really it's about the amount it's not necessarily just about the amount of carbs that are in the food but it's how quickly that's then getting into your body all right so it's it's the stuff that the really processed grains that are just sugar going straight into your bloodstream um, which is going to really cause those spikes followed by those troughs in terms of your insulin, in terms of your sugar levels. Um, and it's really that, that massive fluctuation, that up and down that causes a lot of the problems. Mm. Um, so it's really important to make sure that, once again, you, you're getting those fats and proteins and, and you know good healthy carbohydrates. They're going to be released a lot slower into your body, that your body's going to be able to deal with a lot better um, and release that energy over a longer period of time. Um, because that's what's going to help reduce that impact of that insulin sensitivity, um, you know, the diabetes, the chronic disease that we've just been speaking about. Mm, mm. Mm. So one of the things that we, we talk about with the grains, obviously, is that grains is also toxic for us. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we've actually mentioned this, but they actually have toxic chemicals within grains itself that actually our body cannot digest and this is one of the reasons why grains is not that great for us right we talk about gluten lectin um, there's a whole bunch of chemical defenses that a grain is actually meant to have because really let's think about it a grain is just a um, a cell just like anything else and it basically wants to survive and to you know for us humans to consume it is trying to basically they actually have these built-in chemicals to disrupt our digestive system causing inflammatory responses and preventing us to absorb those vital nutrients now some people are obviously worse off than others in terms of our allergies to gluten but uh, i think it's like is, is it a small percentage i can't remember exactly what number percentage 80 80 percent 80 percent is it they reckon 80 oh. percent of the population of australia's population let's just say australia is gluten sensitive okay Sensitive, yeah. yeah. Sensitive, okay. yeah, but maybe somewhere between 20 to 30% could be celiac disease. Right, yeah, which is yeah. obviously, you know, we see it more and more now, especially with the amount of gluten-free stuff that we actually see that obviously people are, are realizing that they have a problem and they're actually sensitive to it. And a lot of people, we, I mean, the, the patients that I deal with, and you, when you say you can just get rid of 
make some grains for you know a period of time for a month and see how you feel it's amazing how many people come back and go yeah i feel less bloated i actually get more energy mm-hmm. and they actually feel so much better about themselves and um, but it is part of you know which when they say you know that the presenter is saying that it is a part of our staple it is our staple and that's the problem you know we it, you know the, the government needs to understand or we as humans need to understand that grains is, is too much in our diet and that is why we're sicker and this is why we're we're more obese than now in the last 20 30 years than we ever have been in the generations of your genetics um have, have given us over the last 10 20 000 years and that's one of the huge impacts of things that have changed in our diets that has really affected our health yeah that's Absolutely. true and you just, know there's other things oh i was gonna say Dammit, there's other things with the grains as well you know there's an anti-nutrient effect you get with the grains um so it can actually they can actually prevent the absorption of other vital nutrients as well um, so the, there's an effect there, you know, I found it fascinating when the girl, once again, coming back to that interview, was talking about all these vitamins that we, and minerals that we're missing out on by not eating grains. Um, <laughs> but there's actually nothing in there that you can't get from eating a nice, healthy, you know, whole food diet without grains. Um, yeah. You're actually going to get all of those vitamins and minerals and you're not going to get the anti-nutrients, which are actually stopping you absorbing nutrients. It was just amazing that I would love to have heard her answer if they asked her, well, what exactly are you missing out on if you're not eating grains? Because that might have been an interesting answer. Yeah. And uh, and the other thing that's really important, obviously, is the way that grains impact on the um, essential fatty acid ratio. Do you want to talk a bit about that, Damo? Well, yeah, a lot of grains actually, well, actually, let's just say all grains are very rich in other omega fatty acids other than omega-3. And so we often hear about omega-3 fatty acids which and omega-6 fatty acids. Some people hear about omega-9 and 12 fatty acids, but anything that's termed to be an essential fatty acid is something that we need to take from our diet. It's not something that we'll actually manufacture ourselves. So omega-3 fatty acids generally, as we know, come from fish. Um, there's been some commentary recently that actually might suggest that uh, certain types of grass-fed animals also contain omega-3 fatty acids. I still don't think that that's anywhere near as much as what you get in um, your deep sea fish. Uh, and certainly I have, I do have the numbers that actually represent that it's actually really fish that, uh, that you get your omega-3s from. But uh, there's been some people talking about the utilisation of some seeds, like for example flaxseed or chia seeds to get your omega-3 fatty acids up. But I digress. Where we look at the, uh, the grainy sorts of essential fatty acids that you'll get, we're talking about omega-6 fatty acids. And omega-6 fatty acids, look, just generally, omega-3, 6, and 9 fatty acids are actually somewhat uh, or actually very heat unstable. So when you do cook them, they do become... Um, Less, they're probably less than ideal, aren't they, Brett? That's probably the word to say. And so you don't really want to cook them at high heat. So, for example, baking these things uh, can be quite challenging for the body. So I um, I don't recommend the utilisation of the grains that are very, very rich in omega-6 fatty acids uh, to be cooked with. So, you know, I'm talking things like wheat flour or rye or barley or oats. Uh, these sorts of grains, when they're cooked at high temperatures, uh, can be very, very challenging for the body because the omega-6 fatty acids actually alter their structure and do become trans fatty acids, and that's not good for the body. I just also want to say, I mean, we've been we've been interviewing a lot of sort of paleo um, type of um, experts in the last 
oh, last few months. And uh, I know that people think that we all eat paleo, and I, I want to. I know that Damien <laughs> wants to clarify that. It's, yeah, uh, right. You know, we don't all eat paleo. I know Brett probably does um, eat paleo majority of the time, and uh, I know I still eat some grains, and, and Damien, you probably eat some grains too, obviously. Um, let's talk about some of the grains that are actually you would think that we consider to be much better sources of grains than the one that, you know, this presenter talked about. Yeah, well, this presenter talked about having um, what she called whole grain, which is a very generic term for, you know, the grains that exist in our society at, at large anyway. So corn, oats, wheat, barley, rye. And really, when you chunk it all down, except for corn, all of those other grains contain gluten. Now, some people actually start the day by having some wheat. So they might have, you know, a wheat biscuit, for example, uh, and that could be the, the way they start the day. Then they might have a muffin, which is made from wheat. Then they have a sandwich, which is made from wheat. Then they have a biscuit at the end, at the middle of the day, which is made from wheat. And then they'll go and have pasta, which, of course, is made from wheat. So almost every single meal for the day, or every time these people have actually sat and seat, have been seated to eat, they eat some kind of wheat-based product and that's not ideal because of the lack of variety but more than that even if you mix up those major grains you're getting a big load of gluten and many people are actually sensitive to gluten so the types of grains that I like to go for are actually you know those that are gluten-free and the two grains that I, I particularly like are brown rice I like it and I also really like uh, amaranth and millet actually that's that's three but millet <laughs> in particular but amaranth and quinoa uh, are actually known to be um, what they call pseudo-grains. And, of course, many people think that buckwheat is also a grain, and, and it's not. It's actually a lentil. So you've got amaranth and you've got quinoa and you've got buckwheat that actually aren't grains but often are, are bundled into that whole grain uh, mix, but they're actually not. So the two that I, I, I tend to use a bit is millet and brown rice, and, and they're pretty safe. They're good. They're gluten-free, and they're relatively high-protein, which I like. Excellent. Yep, perfect. So you're not getting that that huge hit of the carbohydrates in the, to the same degree, are you, Damien? Particularly not if you're mixing them with other things. Um, you can create a much better balance in terms of your fat, protein, carbohydrate load with those sort of pseudo-grains, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. And the richer the protein in the grain, and certainly it's better that they're unprocessed, because there are actually, there's there's a new brand of barley that's just come out, and it's a, a GM form of barley, it's genetically modified, and it's it's very rich in protein, far richer than any other grain in protein, uh, but it still does contain gluten, and uh, and it's been marketed as a healthy product, and it's really not. Uh, but I, I don't want to mention it, but it, it is actually out there in a breakfast cereal range. Mm. So I think the gist of the, the whole thing about, I know Damien's cooled off now, so which is good. <laughs> he, <laughs> Just a he's, been, bit. he's been wanting to get this off his chest oh, for, for oh, a few days now. Um, so I think it's important to, to state that, is that we're not saying that, well, what we're saying is that you got to eat more fruits and veggies. Replace the grains with the fruits and veggies. We're not saying don't have any carbs whatsoever. <laughs> you cannot yeah. survive just on protein and fat. You, you do need the carbs, but the carbs come from good sources of carb, which is the fruits and vegetables. Okay, so and some of the stuff that we mentioned already. So that's our sort of our uh, advice to you, and this is what we've been talking about for the last you know 38 weeks, and uh, we'll continue <laughs> to do so uh, on on future episodes. So that's uh, thanks for. Uh, 
a great information episode, guys. And uh, I know that uh, Damien can now go to sleep at night uh, peacefully uh, now that he's got that off his chest. Uh, the world has heard his opinion. <laughs> and I went head over to New Zealand and beat her with my caveman club now. So she's, she's safe from that. <laughs> All right. Uh, tell us what you think. I mean, tell us what, you know, do you agree with us or do you, don't you agree with us? Tell us on Facebook at the uh, facebook.com slash the wellness guys or head on to our website, www.thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below this episode. Tell us what you think. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, sign up for each, uh, sign up for notes of each episode, as and make sure you do download us on iTunes because we want to increase our rankings there and uh, we want to spread across the world. So thank you for everyone for spreading the word of the Wellness Guy to your friends and family. And so uh, we are changing the world's health one one at a time. So which is we appreciate your uh, support of us. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wallace Guy Show.